Morning, in Cedar Valley. My name is Grant, one of the pastors here at Cedar Valley Church, and I'm here with Brad, uh, chair of our leadership team, and we're really excited to just uh, welcome you all to our service. Hey, everyone. It's great to have a chance to welcome you all to our online worship service. If this is your first time joining us, special welcome to you. We're so glad you're here, and we'd love to get to know you better. Yeah, right now we can't come over and shake your hand, but we'd love to keep you in the loop for how all the different ways we're continuing to reach out to each other, to strengthen each other uh, and build relationships and friendships within our community. And one of the best ways to do that is following us on Facebook, Instagram, and sign up for our email communications. And you can do all that by visiting cedarvalley.ca. We're also really trying to reach everyone we can with support encouragement and prayer these days. You may have had a phone call from me or someone else on our leadership team, and we're thankful for the time to catch up with all of you. But if you or someone you know is out of the communication loop, uh, maybe you don't have online access or, or something else, uh, or could use some prayer support, please help us out and send us a message either by phone 604-826-2445 or by email Pray, pray at cedarvalley.ca. And all of this, all, all the ministries we're continuing to do, all of the time and that we get to spend worshiping each other is made possible by you, Cedar Valley Church, and your generous support and continued giving is greatly appreciated. Because here at Cedar Valley, we believe that God can multiply whatever we faithfully offer him, and he's proven himself faithful to us day after day. So if you're looking for a way to give financially to Cedar Valley while we aren't meeting in a building, you can head over to cedarvalley.ca slash give and you can find out about a number of different ways to give online through direct debit or e-transfer or other options like that. In just a moment, we're going to be led in a couple of worship songs. We'll have lyrics on the screen so you can join however you feel comfortable. And after that, we've got a special lesson for the kids from Pastor Doug. So stick around and we'll be wrapping up with a message from Pastor Rob. It's gonna be a great morning. And before we start all that, Brad, as a husband and father, I imagine you've seen some slight differences to the parenting demands during this pandemic. Uh, is there a message of encouragement you'd wanna to give to all the hardworking, no overtime pay moms out there who are just giving it their all these days? <laughs> well, I've been stay at home dad for the last uh, month or so while Jen's been working and uh, it's been a, it's been a, a good and challenging experience. I certainly have a higher appreciation for the things that all you moms do out there. So happy Mother's Day. Yeah, happy Mother's Day. Absolutely. And you know what? Uh, if you're watching live, head over to the comment section on YouTube or Facebook and write in some encouragement to your mom or mothers in your life right now that just would lift them up and celebrate the amazing job they're doing and the impact they have on all of our lives. Thanks Cedar Valley, we're in for a great service.
Good morning, Cedar Valley. Welcome here. Just uh, please sing with us as we worship our God. Your love, it is a 
unshaken and holy. There is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those Lord, have your way. 
Hey Cedar Valley Kids, it is great to see you again today. Can any of you tell me what day of the week it is? That's right, it's Sunday. I know sometimes it doesn't really feel like a specific day of the week because, well, you're not in school and maybe your mom and dad, they're spending a lot more time at home or they're working from home, so it's kind of hard to tell what day it is. But you're right, it's Sunday and we still want to get together for church. And even though we can't do it here, because we're not meeting in the church, we can still get together for church online like we're doing. And that's really cool. Now, second question. What special Sunday is it today? That's right, it's Mother's Day. And what a great day that is. It's a chance for us to do some special things to our moms and do some nice things. And I hope that you have really been thinking about doing something cool for your mom. Maybe you've got together with your dad or your brothers and sisters and you're planning something really neat. Well, there's also something else that we're going to do together in just a moment. But did you know that my mom lives right across the church parking lot in the Cedar Valley Manor? And we're going to go over there and see if she's there and say hi and wish her a happy Mother's Day. Now, she lives way up in the manor and right on the top floor and you're going to have to look way up high there, right on the top floor in the corner, and up on the balcony. And I hope you can see her. And hi, Mom. I just want to wish you a happy Mother's Day. Love you. Okay, bye. Now you guys can all say happy Mother's Day to my mom too, if you'd like. Well, for the next part, of our story this morning, we're gonna to have to do that at my house. So come along with me, and then I'm gonna tell you some more great things about moms. Hey kids, welcome to my house. It's so good to have you here. Now this is the part where you're going to need your stickers. We dropped them off for you yesterday, and so hopefully you have them right now. Now if you don't have stickers, you can always go get some and do this at another time. Well, I wanna tell you about a part in the Bible that is really great. In the book of Psalms, chapter 2, verse 12, it says that we find joy in God. And you know what? We also find joy in the things that He created. And because today is Mother's Day, we are joyfully celebrating all of our moms. Because you know what? God created a great thing when He created moms. Because moms, well, they help us and they protect us, and they teach us, and they feed us, and they care for us. They love us so much. They show us how wonderful God is, and they pray for us. So what we're going to do in just a moment, we're going to walk around our homes, and everywhere that you can think, ah, that's right, mom brings me joy, because this is what she does. You're going to take a sticker, and you're going to stick it right there. You're going to do that while your mom 
And dad, while they're watching Pastor Rob preach his message, and then when the church is done, she can walk around your house and she can see all of the places that she brings you joy. I think she's really going to like that. So, but for now, you're just going to follow me and I'm going to show you some of the places that my mom brought me joy. And do you know what? I grew up in this house. And so all of these places, they're very special to me. Well, let's go. Follow me. So, first of all, we're going to head straight over to the front door. And you know what? That when I would come home from school, oh, there go my stickers. When I came home from school, mom was there with a nice big hug. And oh, that felt nice. So come on this way, I have something else to show you. Also, my mom, she would bake a lot. Mm, delicious things like pies and cakes and bread and great stuff. And so I am going to put a sticker right there on the front of the stove. Mmm, nice smiley face there. And also, here at the table in the kitchen, well, you know what, when I had homework, my mom would help me do my homework. And sometimes it was really difficult, but I sure am glad that she would help me with my homework. All right, let's keep going this way. Now we're gonna head down, down this hallway, and this was actually my bedroom when I was a kid. And we had bunk beds here, and you know what? At night, in the evening, my mom, she would read me stories, and she would pray with me. And that sure made me feel good. So there's a smiley face for that. Come on down, we've got a few more places that I want to bring you. There were times when we would play outside, ride our bikes or do sports, and we would often trip and fall and it was no fun at all. But do you know what? I would come inside sometimes crying and bleeding and scraped up, but my mom would come here into the bathroom and she would take out a band-aid for me and she would put it on me and it would make me feel better. So I'm gonna put a sticker right there, smiley face. And I've got one more for you. Come on this way. Sometimes when I would come home, and I didn't even know that mom was doing this all the time, but you know what? She had a favorite chair in her living room, in our living room, and she would sit down and she would be praying for me. And sometimes I would walk into the house and she would be sitting here praying. Oh, that made me feel good. You know, and that's what moms do. So, what I'm gonna get you to do now, it's your turn, is to go around the house. Think of any different place that your mom does things for you that put a smile on your face. And then after the service, she can walk around and see all of the places that she brings joy into your life. Now, moms, right after the message from Pastor Rob, there's going to be a special video for you. So just check that out as well. It's going to be great. Happy Mother's Day and have fun, kids, and we will see you next week. Good morning, Cedar Valley Church. We are in week number two of our series on the book of Psalms, and today's teaching I've titled Happy People. And speaking of happy, happy Mother's Day to our moms. I met with my transitional coach this week on Zoom. It was great to hear and to see Hugh all the way from Medicine Hat. 
We are fortunate, aren't we, especially now during this season of COVID, to have the technologies we do to contact and connect with people anywhere in the world. I didn't even know Medicine Hat had internet. I'm just kidding. Hugh began our conversation by grounding us in scripture. Specifically, he read me Psalm 143 verses 7 and 8 while I tracked it in my Bible. And here is what it says. Answer me quickly, O Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me or I will be like those who go down to the pit. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way to go, for to you I lift up my soul. We didn't study it or even discuss it, really, those two verses. He just led me to verse 8 again, where he reread and emphasized, I have put my trust in you. Show me the way to go. Then he asked me to repeat it out loud with him, and so we did several times. I'm going to ask you to do the same with me right now, even if we are separated by space and screen. So please open your Bibles or your Bible app and find Psalm 143, verse 8. All right, are you, are you ready to go? I'm going to assume you said, yeah. I have put my trust in you. Show me the way to go. Now, feel free to emphasize different words as we read. Words that are nearest to your heart and circumstances. Words that are most relevant for where you're at this morning. I have put my trust in you. Show me the way to go. I have put my trust in you. In you. Show me the way to go. And then we prayed, Hugh and I did. We prayed for an increased awareness of our dependency upon God and our need to trust him from day to day, to surrender our day to God and to let him lead us into the activities of our day. Because today is enough for us to do. Tomorrow, as Jesus says, will worry about itself. I'd love to pray for us as we begin this morning's teaching in the same spirit as Hugh led me in prayer. Please join me. Father, Son, and Spirit. Mm. 
We have put our trust in you. Would you show us the way to go today? We are here together to hear from you. Would you challenge us where we need to be challenged and encourage us where we need to be encouraged? Would you help us wonder today how we might do or say or not do or not say some things that would be more like our namesake, Jesus, your son? Would you fill us with your spirit of wisdom so that we would see what we need to see and do what we need to do as you show us the way to go? You have given us today. May we see you in it and join you in what you're up to. In Jesus' name, amen. The book of Psalms begins with a contrast between two kinds of people, those who live a with God life and those who live a without God life. That's Psalm number one. And then in Psalm number two, as if to emphasize this contrast, the psalmist declares the absolute folly of living a life without God. These two Psalms then set the tone for the entire book. A prayer book for people of faith, those who live a with God life, who live in a world with people who don't know God, who don't want to know God, and as we'll see in Psalm 2, who some rage against God, those who we would describe as those who live a life without God. Let's take a closer look at Psalm chapter one of that book to ground us in the reading of the whole book. I'll be reading from the New International Version. Uh, you can follow along or just listen, whatever you like. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prosperous. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So verse one, blessed is the man or happy is the man. Happy uh, from the Hebrew word esher, E-S-H-E-R. Esher is the man, not usher, the musician. Happy is the man, the everyday person, not just those who are smart 
or wealthy or who have nice teeth, but everybody, the disadvantaged, the poor, the forgotten, happy can be anyone, any man, who does not do certain things. A happy person won't take, won't act on the counsel of those who live their lives without God. They hear advice and they immediately wonder, is this godly or with God life stuffs or ungodly? without God living advice. And they know the difference because they are grounded in the scriptures. And they seek the counsel of other people who are trying to live a thoughtful with God life like they are. So let's stop there for a second and ask ourselves, when we hear counsel or advice, do we run it through that filter? Which is, is this godly or ungodly? Happy people do. They run all counsel through that filter. Happy people also don't stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. Happy people don't position themselves with those against God, and they don't criticize the people of God or the things of God. It's, it's easy to be critical of Christians, and then by association, the God who Christians follow. But that's what people who don't know God do. Happy, the psalmist says here, are those who don't join this critical lot. Instead, let's be proud to follow Jesus Christ. Proud in the best sense of that word. Let's be proud that we worship a God who made us and loves us, who sent his son to heal us and to restore us in relationship with him, and then who gave us his spirit to help us navigate this life. Let's be proud to be part of a kingdom of love and forgiveness. Let's be proud that we are part of an historical and worldwide movement of people who are doing all kinds of good things in the name of Jesus. Good things like the St. Joseph's Food Bank and Hope Central and Seeds of Hope and Light of the World. By contrast then, in verse two, happy is or does the person who delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on it. Happy people delight in the word of God. Nothing pleases them more. Now, when you hear me say that nothing pleases the happy person more than the word of God, what, what does that stir in you? Are you like, that, that sounds kind of cheesy? Or 
I feel guilty that I'm not that person or I am that person. And what might your reaction say about your relationship with God or maybe even how happy you are? One of you, and you know who you are, and I won't mention your name to avoid embarrassing you, one of you emailed me this week to say that it had been a while since you'd prayed scripture over anybody. You are a person who delights in the word of God. You marvel at its beauty and at its power. You prayed this very Psalm, Psalm 1, over me and Jackie via email, of course, inserting our names in the text along the way as to apply the text to us. Your delight in the Word of God brought delight to our hearts. Sort of like a double dip on delighting. It's fantastic. Perhaps I could ask all of us, what do we delight in if it isn't the Word of God? What makes you happy? What excites you? Happy people don't just hear the Word of God or read it or even pass it along. They also meditate on it or ponder the Word of God at least two times a day, day and night. Eastern meditation is about emptying our minds, but Christian meditation is about filling our minds with the Word of God, thinking about each word and phrase, applying it to ourselves and praying it together or over each other or back to the Lord. For instance, as we have prayed today, I have put my trust in you. Show me the way to go. Or as was prayed over Jackie and I, what delight comes to. Blessed are, Esher are, Rob and Jackie. Or as I've been praying at different times in these difficult days, God meet me more than halfway. Free me from my anxious thoughts. Some 34. The psalm, Psalm 1, now goes on to explain the benefits, the positives of the with God life. Life with God is like a tree planted by streams of water, one that won't wither away because it always gets what it needs. Are we withering? And so then, if we say yes to that, can I ask, are we planted in the Word of God? Are we in it day and night? Being planted in the Word of God brings about fruit. This is one of the benefits, such as the fruit of the Spirit 
as Paul outlines them in Galatians chapter 5. But there also seems to be a hint of caution here. We are reminded that fruit has seasons. This is important, actually, I think, to remember. When we feel like our disciplined spirituality isn't producing the kind of spiritual fruit that we are hoping for, so the reminder might simply be this. Sometimes these things take time and they go through seasons. Makes me wonder what kind of fruit this season of COVID might produce in some of us. Because whatever the psalmist says in Psalm 1, whatever he does, the person who lives a with God life, whatever he does, prospers. This, of course, doesn't mean that a person who's living a with God life has some kind of Midas touch where everything he does makes him or her rich and comfortable, where everything he or her does turns to metaphoric gold. No, no, no. But it is to say this, I think, that God works something good out of everything for those who love him. This is the heart of Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Even working good out of difficult, tough, isolated, anxiety-producing circumstances such as we're in right now. So I wonder what it might be, what we might learn, what the good might come. I think it's easy to put that answer off to the future, like I wonder what I'll learn about me and others and my relationship with God, for instance, when this is all over, looking back. But I think it would be prudent to, to write that chapter now, to wonder what it means for us today. So maybe put differently, what am I learning about myself, about others, about God today during these days of safe distancing and self-isolation? How am I prospering? And maybe, how am I prospering others? The happy man, again, back to the benefits, is as stable as a tree with continual life and nourishment from the word of God. He is fruitful, and he is alive and prosperous. Those who live without God life, not so much, not so the wicked. They are like chaff. And this is such a good visual, actually. Chaff, as you may know, is this shell of a kernel of grain. It has to be stripped away before the kernel of grain can be ground into making flour. But here's the thing. Chaff is incredibly light, so light that it can be separated from the grain just by throwing a scoopful into the wind and letting the wind separate it from the kernel. That is how unstable, how lacking, how unsubstantial the without God life can be. 
There's a huge difference. There's a big contrast here being made by the psalmist between a tree located by a water source where all of its needs are being met and chaff. The psalmist goes on, therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment. Well, no kidding. Chaff doesn't have any weight even to stand on. People who choose to live a life without God will be found lacking on the day of judgment, just as King Belshazzar was found lacking in the book of Daniel, where we read, speaking of King Belshazzar, you, king, have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. That's Daniel chapter 5, verse 27. They, those that live a without God life, will not have had the experience of being planted by streams of water or bearing fruit or prospering like men and women of faith in God in this life or even in the next. Because as verse 6 of this psalm summarizes the entire psalm, the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the wicked, or the way of the wicked, will perish. The way of the wicked will perish now and then. The way of the ungodly, which I've been interchanging with this expression for those who live lives without God, leads to destruction. We have our own experience to confirm this, right? The way of the broad path seems comfortable and easy and kind of fruitful and maybe even a little bit fun. And it often has a lot of company. But in the end, and even before that sometimes, it perishes and they will perish. Ah, but small is the gate and narrow is the path that leads to life says Jesus in Matthew chapter 7, verse 14. There are at least four times in the book of Acts where Christianity is called the way. It is the with God way that the book of Acts is referring to, not the without God way. Which way are you on? We all have to decide. With God? or without God, with Jesus, or against him. This is what Psalm chapter 2 talks about really briefly here, the folly of being against God and the one God anointed to lead and um, benefit this world. Nations conspire, kings take their stands, rulers gather together, assembling themselves against God and against Jesus Christ. And how does God respond to this? In verse 4 of Psalm chapter 2, he just, he laughs. Not at the suffering of sinning men, but he laughs at the notion that men of pride and violence 
could think and possibly prevent the accomplishment of his will. This is sort of like the bigger brother putting his longer arm on the head of his younger brother while the younger brother underneath that swings madly at him, only ever what? Swiping the air between them. It will never work. Man will never topple God. Blessed are all, Escher are all, though, who instead of swinging madly at God, verse 12 of Psalm chapter 2, blessed are all who take refuge in him. All who, instead of swinging madly at him, step forward in awe and in humility and let themselves be hugged and held by God and led by God. Here's what I'd like you to do today as application. Continue to pray. I have put my trust in you, Lord. Show me the way to go. And then look for it. This is the way of the with God life. Let's pray. Father God, many of us live this life with you intuitively, maybe from a very young age. Many of us made a choice at some point to say yes to you, yes to your love, yes to your leadership, yes to your forgiveness, yes to a restored relationship with you. We would admit that even having this faith, this living this with God life isn't always perfect. It isn't always without trouble or hurt. And we are reminded that your son said to us that we will have troubles in this life, but take heart. He will help us overcome those troubles, get through, be carried by, be held by, made wise for. And so, in the spirit of our own application, Father God, I pray uh, we trust in you. I trust in you. Show me the way to go. And help me to see it, to join you in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, happy Mother's Day, moms. Grace and peace. Hey, for all of you moms, we have a special video that we have posted to our Cedar Valley Facebook page and to our YouTube channel, especially for you on Mother's Day. It's called Mommy Needs a Quarantine. Check it out. You're really going to enjoy it. Happy Mother's Day.